0: Welcome to Unbox, where we dive into what it means to live engaged.
1: Life is fun, messy, and sometimes challenging. Come grow, learn, and chat with us. We're your hosts, Sarah and Haley. welcome back to the podcast. So Haley had a great idea to start today's podcast off with some good news. Haley, what you got for us today? Well, I
0: was on uh, Instagram because I think most of us are on Instagram at this time. Uh, John (laughs) Krasinski, am I saying that right? Um, I think you are the one who turned me on to this. So some good news. Mm -hmm. And uh, on uh, Instagram today, they were talking about how Seven hundred fifty thousand uh, people across the pond, um, so not here in the United States, are recovering from COVID nineteen. So that's some wow! Exciting that's news. amazing. Yeah. yeah,
1: some good, some good news.
0: Yeah. Definitely, we
1: definitely need good news,
0: right? Um, and then i I they were also talking about how that we're seeing a decrease in the number of cases in France in Italy and Iran. So that's super
1: exciting news. Um, so good news today. Um, amazing. And if for some reason you've, you know, been in a hole the past few weeks have no idea what we're talking about. We are currently when we're recording this podcast in the midst of the COVID nineteen situation and very unusual times we're facing right now. So if you have no idea what's going on, that's what's going on. I think we all know, but just I, I in think case that most people just are case. that we're in a global pandemic. Not the game. Actual the pan- actual pan- yeah yes. actual pandemic. Actual the game is fun though.
0: It is a fun game.
1: So some good news. Um, do you have any good news this week, Sarah? I think that everyone just needs good news. Yeah. So I saw this week, which I was really happy. Actually, Haley told me about it. Um, that Avatar: The Last Airbender is coming to Netflix. That's some deep news. Today. Like amazing. <laughs> if you have no idea what that show is. I'm sorry, you've got to go watch it when it comes on Netflix because it's a great animated show. Um, I, I've loved it since I think it aired when I was in middle school. Maybe I don't know. I have a vague memory of middle school. Maybe it was like, mid, like late middle school, going into high school. I don't know, but it was a great show. Surely time
0: has time. We don't know what's going on in your <laughs> time world there. <laughs> yeah. And We just want to note that we are not um, we're not sponsored by Netflix. No, but if Netflix wants to sponsor us, we're happy with that. I could do
1: a commercial for Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> not the movie though, not in the movie. <laughs> and I think that's another
0: podcast. Yep. Um, I had some good news this week. I had a friend who got out of the hospital for a non-COVID nineteen related illness, and uh, she's home and she's doing better. And so that was some really good news for me this week.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome, good news,, mm-hmm.
0: So I encourage you um to check out some good news every week, like yeah. find good news on a daily basis because we are inundated mm-hmm. if I can say that word right, inundated, we, yeah, that's the word. We are inundated with a lot of unsettling news, and so finding good news in the middle of this is really gonna help us find some hope, yeah, it's awesome, so. Today um our topic is uh, kind of heavy. Um we're looking at the word trauma and mm-hmm. what that means. You, you know, as we all take a little bit of a <sighs> yeah, that was a little deep breath there like ah. Uh. Um and so I I think it's important because psychiatrists and psychologists and therapists um, are really monitoring the situation very closely and we really want to find ways to mitigate some of the effects of trauma and um, what we're seeing going on globally but also in communities and then Mm -hmm. individually Mm -hmm. Mm so so tell me what what is trauma a trauma is a big word (laughs) <laughs> big word. Yeah. If if we were a two year old mama taking away their chocolate, you know, you oh. can't have chocolate for dinner. That would be traumatic for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a serious sense, I think it is a big word and it holds a big weight. So um, Dr. Uh, Craybill. Um, if I, I'm saying her name correctly, uh, wrote an article in Psychology Today that defines it this way, and I really liked how she defined it. Trauma can be a one-time event, a prolonged event, or a series of events. Trauma that affects a community or a country is collective trauma. Traumatic injury, shock, or changes, um, changes everything in the system. This includes cognitive, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social. Hmm picks a lot there. It does. It's it's, uh, very pervasive. Um, Dr. Basil Vanderkolt, which we'll talk about him a little bit later in his book, The Body Keeps the Score, he says, and I quote, trauma is not just the event, but it's the imprint left by the experience on the mind, brain, and body. That imprint has an ongoing consequence for how the human organism managed to survive in the present. Trauma results in a fundamental reorganization of the way our mind and brain manages perceptions. So I, I think from these definitions, you could probably get this sense of why those in the
1: mental health field are concerned mm-hmm. about what we're experiencing mm-hmm. right now. So so you a little bit ago you said it can be a prolonged event or a series of events. So that's called collective or again, that can happen in a community mm-hmm. and that can be um, collective trauma. Mm-hmm. So would you say that's some, that's what we're expen- experiencing right now is this collective trauma. Um, so I'm going to
0: defer to people that are much more <laughs> um, intelligent than I, and who have been in this field um, and researching trauma. Um, Dr. Basil Vanderkult, which I quoted just briefly, Um, he recently did a training on uh, trauma and COVID-19. And um, he was kind of talking about um, his expertise, and he's been studying trauma for several years, uh, I mean, decades. And um, what he's seeing and what, from his perspective as a trauma expert, is that we are in that precondition for trauma, Mm. that um, we are in these the conditions are very ripe for us to develop trauma from what we're experiencing on a collective scale um and those conditions um there there's a couple of those conditions and we can talk about that um i also wanted to note uh the national institute for clinical applications for behavioral medicine posted a resource this week um on uh, the window of tolerance have you ever heard of the window of tolerance before don't, I don't think so. It wasn't with your scrolling with, you know, last, you know, Airbender, no, Avatar. No. Mm-mm. no, And the window of tolerance, it wasn't there? No, it wasn't Probably there. Probably not for most people either. Other people are like, my window of tolerance is like gone for people maybe or this lack of people. Um, but what we're really talking about in the window of tolerance is I uh, think of it as a continuum. We are looking at um, hyper arousal. So hyper arousal is like you're you're really anxious, you are um, angry, you're feeling overwhelmed. So that's kind of on one end. And mm-hmm. then in the middle, we have that window of in- window of tolerance. And so window of tolerance is when you can deal with what's happening um, and it might feel stressful. But it's manageable. Like I can handle mm-hmm. this. It, it doesn't mean that things aren't coming at me that are unpredictable, but I can really handle this. And on the other end is hypo arousal. And so that's really when we see like spaced, spacey, zoned out, numbing. Um, you want to just sit on the couch and do nothing. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of this that other place. What's important on the hyperarousal and the hypo arousal is that. It's not something that you're consciously just doing. Like it's mm-hmm. your body does it automatically. And so what we're really looking for um, is looking for that window of tolerance there in the middle there. So the more we have um, can increase our skills and be able to cope with stress or the events that are happening, it helps our window of tolerance. So it helps us from going from hyper to hypo aroused. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that it's worth noting that um, – th- it's really important to look at our window of tolerance and to say am i am i coping well with what's going on mm-hmm. and if i'm not coping well then maybe i need to talk with someone who can help me with that mm-hmm. um
1: so so can somebody flip between the two like can they go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum absolutely absolutely
0: um think about it like from um you know like if we, we, I think in another podcast, we talked about a metaphorical bear, but like we're going to bring up our metaphorical bear again. You know, yogi comes out and he looks scary. And, you know, that would be a traumatic thing. So I might just run away in that moment. Um, hopefully we're running away. Um, or there's some responses. Some people might just crawl, curl up and freeze in that moment. And so I think that people can can oscillate between the two depending on it. Um, that was just a, a an incident and a moment in time over a metaphorical bear. <laughs> but um, yes, we can see both hyper arouse and hypo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's worth noting when we're talking about, are we all, are we, are we experiencing collective trauma um, to say, If we're in those preconditions, then we really need to look at our window of tolerance. How Mm -hmm. are we dealing with things? Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those variables that uh, Basil, Dr. Basil Vanderkilt talks about is the lack of predictability. Um, So these are those conditions that are preconditions for trauma. So lack of predictability, immobility, loss of connection, uh, numbing and spacing out which we saw that in the window of intolerance and then loss of sense of time and loss of safety so those factors contribute to trauma mm-hmm. so we are in that stage
1: according to dr basil van der colt yeah i think um we are all can say we've experienced this list of things mm-hmm. we can't predict anything right now mm-hmm. we've lost our connection with People, well, in person, Mm -hmm. in person, Um, you know, I think for me, I've had moments of spacing out, numbing out because it's it's a lot going on, right? Mm -hmm. Most people can definitely lost sense of time. Mm -hmm. Some days don't know what day it is, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and definitely loss of safety. I mean, we we we're scared to go out of our own homes and, Mm -hmm. you know, go to even just the grocery store or or whatever it may be. So I think, yeah, we're definitely experiencing these things. Yeah, I think we're all there. Like, you know. And if you're not, come join this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we want to talk
0: to you if you're not there. Uh, What did you do? Because we want to tap into that. Um, Yeah, I I think that um, we're all there. And so finding ways to really find uh, predictability in the lack of it. So Mm -hmm. having schedules, Mm -hmm. like making sure that, you know, eating the same time of day is really helpful. Um, Maybe Um, if you're doing yoga or doing some kind of exercise, doing that the same type of day, like you're giving your sense of structure. Um, and then like with that immobility, um, with trauma, when something happens, you can't, for some people, you can't move, you can't do something. Mm -hmm. So you really naturally want to do something. So it's really important that we're active, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like we want to, um, do, mow our yards (laughs) we want to do our hedges and if you Mm -hmm. don't have a yard or a hedge like you want to do something physical that's in a healthy way Mm -hmm. um and so we really want to to help with that and then the loss of connection like we're on you know under stay-at-home orders or social distancing um finding creative ways to connect um in the middle of all of that is really mm-hmm. helpful mm-hmm. and then sense of time i have talked to many friends this week and like, i don't even know what day it is <laughs> i don't even know i don't even know like, we're just, definitely in that stage <laughs> yeah, we're in the, i don't even know what day uh, keeping track of what day it is might seem really small
1: but really important okay side note so coming back when we were kids and we had the days of the week in our underwear
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe get some adult version of days of the week. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that song, you know, some people saying days of the week songs. Oh, now so, I'm going to have that stuck in my head all
1: day. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate that. So, so,
0: yeah, if you hear anything from the podcast, days of the week underwear, bring it back. <laughs> days of the week Definitely. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Here it is. It's it's days of the week. Um, so I think it's really helpful. But on a serious note, I think it's really helpful mm-hmm. to to know what day it is. Um yeah. which seems really small, but that is giving us a sense of control. When we lose the sense of time, that's re- like when mm-hmm. we're in trauma, we we it feels like we're there when we're not. Mm-hmm. Um when the trauma has passed and so we really want to give a sense of time.
1: It's mm. good. It's mm-hmm. good. So, how can we we're looking we want to look at this from a holistic perspective, so physical cognitive emotional social spiritual it's a lot of things there um but that's kind of our holistic approach we're looking at all these things to help us manage this time of pre-trauma or or whatever we want to label this time that we're in Mm -hmm. um so the preconditions preconditions, thank you Mm -hmm. so how talk us talk us through these these areas So
0: the reason we're looking at those particular areas because that was the areas that we see that are affected by trauma. Mm -hmm. And so we want to look at each individual area. And it's very important to know that they all interconnect. So as we're talking about it, you're going to know that like, well, that sounds very much like what we said about in the physical and the social and and the, the cognitive piece, like they kind of all connect. So these aren't isolated things. They happen. They don't happen in like a Petri dish. They're happening in your real life. We're holistic beings. Um, but it's really important to, to kind of look at them individually. So that's the, exactly why we should do it in a holistic standpoint. Um, so, um, to look, I thought we'd look at it physically first. And so uh, I first wanted to ask you, Sarah, um, h- how's your rhythm? Like, are, are, would you find yourself as a person with rhythm?
1: With rhythm? mm mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, I can carry a beat? Sure. Can you carry a beat? Can you dance? Barely. Bare-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can I'm not super good with
1: with dancing. I can sway. Like I can stay in my little <laughs> level. I can sway. Um I, I might be maybe if we're looking at it, a tier like sway be so no rhythm to sway to a little bit of above sway and then actually can carry a rhythm. I'm I would put myself right above the sway. Right so above the So not at the top, but right above sway. I can sway. do a little bit more than Sway.
0: Maybe we should have shirts. I'm just above the Sway. People. <laughs> just above the Sway. <laughs> New
1: swag coming. <laughs> Check out the store. We don't have a store yet.
0: Um, But yeah. So I'm asking about rhythm because, um, and I, I'm i going to go ahead and pre-apologize if um, this person is listening to our podcast and I butcher your, your name with my southern draw and also um, my pronunciation of your last name, but Dr. Melody. Chochi um, talked about the importance of rhythm in her article tapping the healing rhythms of the vagal nerve, <laughs> um, which I know that that's on everyone's read. They're mm-hmm. like, you know vagal nerve, yeah vagal mm-hmm. nerve. I just search the vagal, vagal nerve all the time. Um, but the vagal nerve is actually really important when we're looking at um, our sympathetic and parasympathetic nerve systems. And so I think the system that uh, gets me aroused. Um, so when we were talking about hyper arousal and then the parasympathetic is kind of the gets me calmed down. So Mm -hmm. that, that tug and pull there, um, so she puts it this way in her article. The regulation of the body's internal rhythm can be best understood through the lens of the polyvagal theory. Now, everyone's like, no, I know what that is. Great. and um, We're not getting into the details of polyvagal theory. Um, but in particular, the ventral vagal network that runs from the diaphragm to the brainstem. So everyone is connected back. So we know where our diaphragm is to our brainstem. Mm-hmm is key because it can be influenced by breathing patterns and social cues, such as smiling and making eye contact to generating a sense of calm and safety. Experiences that generate sounds such as gurgling, humming, uh, and other specific vocalizations can also self-regulate. These practices can help us find ways to rest and digest. When hyperactivation or dissociation, so when we're talking about those windows earlier, so we had hyper or hypo, um, when those things happen, um, they can overtake the brain and the body, but finding this internal rhythm can actually help us get Mm. back into that window. So activating the vagal nerve seems important. Um, yeah, is kind of what I've
1: <laughs> clued in on super here. important. And unfortunately when we go out and we um, we're trying to smile at people and then we remember we have a mask on and they can't see our smile. But we can see our smile.
0: <laughs> so I think this is good. So keep yep. smiling, people behind the mask. Wear the mask and the gloves and then keep smiling. Keep smiling. So above the swag and just keep smiling. I think mm-hmm. that's that we're building this, you know, yep. just hashtag trending here um so i think uh, in her article she was talking about finding that internal beat um which is why i asked you about your Mm -hmm. your 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 rhythm Mm -hmm. there um and she suggests some ways to activate it um just to make sound um humming uh singing um all our artists who love to sing out there great Mm -hmm. um even if you don't uh can't sing we encourage you to sing Your neighbors may not want to or your family may not want you to. But science says that you need to. Um, And then uh, vocal toning. So that sigh of relief, like just an expressive child. Like, can you think of an expressive child? Mm -hmm. I feel like you would have been an expressive child.
1: Maybe. I don't know. You'd have to ask my mom. Maybe. We'd have to ask I her. do sigh randomly. Yeah. I think so that. <laughs> that is what we're leading
0: for. Just that sigh and these noises. And some people are listening and are like, great. That's going to really help me. But see, our idea is that we're getting in tune with those systems. Mm-hmm. And so those systems are really helping us um, kind of be able to manage what we're experiencing right now. It's good. Um, another article by Ashley Abrams, uh, who wrote it in the journal Elemental. Um, if there, and it was entitled "If there was ever a time to activate your vagus nerve, it is now." So clearly, a vagus—you know—it's <laughs> it's, important. It's in the ner- It's in the news here. Um, I like how she detailed um, some things in that article. And she talks about that tightness in your chest when you read something about the pandemic. Have you had that moment where you read an article or you heard a
1: newscast and there was just a little bit of tightness in your mm-hmm. chest? Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, or when people just talk about it in general now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're going to change the subject.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even right now, probably some people are like, I feel tightness in my <laughs> chest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really that sympathetic nerve system. And the parasympathetic, which we talked about just a minute ago, is that calming one. And so um, she really talks about in this article just the importance of, of regulating like the other article that we were talking about. And she came up with some some ways to uh, really target that ventral vagal nerve network. Um, and that ventral vagal nerve netwe- network, I can... Maybe I can speak today. i don't I don't know. It, <laughs> you're doing it's, great. It's unknown. Um, it's that one is really activated when we connect with people, which is really cool, like connecting mm. with people Very um, interesting. and then that's helping us calm down. So when we're activating that ventral vagal nerve network, Helping us calm down, connecting with people—that parasympathetic nerve system is being activated. Whereas that sympathetic nerve system is—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm aroused. That kind of mm-hmm. part. And so um, I really loved that distinction of like when we are connecting with people, like we are affecting what's going on
1: mm-hmm.
0: biologically. Wow, with us, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And you th-
1: can't see, but my mind
0: is blown. Is it blown? <laughs> if we could see it. Um, and then in the article, she also, uh, talked about how that ventral vagal nerve system is linked to our prefrontal cortex. Um, and that prefrontal cortex is like our decision-making. That's the part of the brain that we want locked on. Like it's, if you're... You're out there in podcast land and you have a teenager. You are just begging for their prefrontal cortex to come online. You're like, please, please, please just make good decisions. Like, please, Mm -hmm. please don't eat Cheetos all night. Um, You know, and some adults are like, can I please eat Cheetos all night? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But it's really kind of helps us with good decision-making. So like not only is it helping us make connections with people, like when we connect, but when it helps us make good decisions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, like people, we need good decisions in the middle of social distancing mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing. So super powerful. Like yeah. I, I think when I was researching all of this stuff, I was like, this is so good. So mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Um, I like – Some of her tips in the the article um, is uh, tune into how your body feels. Um, So like where's the tightness? Like just kind of gauging it. Like is there tightness? Is there relaxedness? Like are you relaxed? What does it look like and feel like in your body physically? Um, Using your breath, um, connecting with people, and then harnessing those anxious thoughts, which we have another podcast on anxiety. But um, really tapping into those things really help us Get into that vagal nerve. Mm.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. So that's all about physically.
0: Yes. So if you heard anything, get some rhythm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hum, sing, maybe do some dance, dance. moves. Yeah. 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 That'd be good.
1: Yeah. You
0: can do the Carlton. I mean, you can join TikTok. They're doing lots of dance on there mm-hmm. um, because earlier when we were talking about the preconditions, it, immobility was one of them so moving Mm -hmm. is really important and so um do some dance i
1: advocate highly for dance so just dance about it (laughs) awesome awesome tell a little bit now about emotional emotional part of this emotional um well i think to kind of talk
0: about that then we should probably talk about just how we're feeling today the therapist in me wants to know like a two word phrase of how you're feeling today. And then I'll just jump in with
1: how I'm feeling today. <laughs> um, well, today specifically feeling, you know, pretty good. But um, I think overall lately, the, that sense of just uncertainty, like you just don't know what's coming, you know, and how to, how I'm a planner. So how do I plan? How do I, you know, make that those decisions and those plans and um. So that that feeling of uncertainty, but also in the midst of that, you know, having some hope and joy in that as well, um, and really choosing to to see to you know have that hope and to have that joy in the midst of the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I don't know if that was a two word phrase, but I
0: think there's was more you know. t- more than two. But that's okay. <laughs> no one's keeping count here. Um, I I think I would go with you that I feel unsettled in the news that i've seen this week um, not the good news but mm-hmm. the the other news and then and also hopeful hopeful in kind of what um our world is doing globally to lean in to help each other and to fight this virus but also outside of covid19 because life is happening outside mm-hmm. of that that there is hope there as well so yeah. i'm with you um so i think when we're talking about emotional the reason i'm mentioning and um feelings is that, uh, we need to know what our feelings Mm -hmm. are. Um, we, so that window of tolerance, we had the people that just numbed out. So the hypo arousal, like you just want to sit on the couch have some Netflix, you know, we've watched, you know, all the seasons of the crown. And now we're like, now what do I watch? Like it's this, you know, numbing out. And, um, I think it's really important just to Take moments every day to say, what am I feeling today? And really use a feeling word. Um, I I like to shy away from the word fine because there's lots of ambiguity in fine. And it's not actually an emotion um, for people, but um, that it's what is the word? Because research tells us that um, the more we can articulate the exact word that we are kind of say, yeah, that's it. This is what I'm feeling. It really helps us process it. So mm-hmm. I think that um, just saying, okay, what, what are my feelings? Mm-hmm. And there's probably some people out there that are like, Haley, that's great. Um, I don't think I would know my feelings if it hit me like today in the face. I don't know. And so like um, I think that that's a moment of, you know, maybe talking to a therapist or talking to a friend or getting some um, education on emotions are really helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, doc- Being able to express our emotions.
0: Express them; they're really mm-hmm. helpful. Um, the the movie Inside Out, uh, beautiful, beautiful movie about um, how we need all of our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, yeah. Doctor Mark Brackett wrote a book called The Permission to Feel. Um, great resource out there for people, um, and he talks about the importance of of emotions and um, communicating those feelings are really critical now. Um, He writes, the irony, though, is that when we ignore our feelings or suppress them, they only become stronger. The really powerful emotions build up inside of us like a dark force that inevitably poisons everything we do. Whether we like it or not, hurt feelings don't vanish on their own. They don't heal themselves. If we don't express our emotions, they pile up like a debt that will eventually come come due. And so I think that was a very powerful statement. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a debt coming due if I don't deal with these emotions.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So if we're going to be honest, like, you know, cause we're going to be honest on the podcast of if we're going to get through COVID-19 or we're going to get through everything that's going on, then we're not going to do it without our emotions. Like our emotions mm-hmm. have to be in tow with this.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, in, in the book permissions to feel doctor, Dr. Brackett, um, who is the, uh, he runs the Yale center for emotional intelligence and so um, him and his colleagues, they've done years of research on emotions, mm-hmm. um, which is why I really like his work, because it's a lot of research based there. And um, he says that uh, what they've kind of honed in is that we need to recognize our emotions. We need to understand those feelings um, and we need to be able to label them um, and the nuances of that. Like I was mentioning earlier, we need to be able to express them um, in a social context like in in an appropriate manner and then we need to be able to regulate them and they not regulate us Mm -hmm. that's really important when we're thinking about our emotions so Mm -hmm. just identifying them is great but it's not enough Um, so In this spot, we're talking about the different dimensions of trauma. I'm going to interject the cognitive here um, because our emotions are strongly tied to our cognitive thoughts. Uh, Cognitive behavioral therapy, which I believe we might have talked about in another podcast, is this idea that um, I have a thought, and that results in an emotion, and that results in a behavior. And um, that can come from—and then this is a very short, very short, (laughs) like— Like it's much more than this, but that that comes from some automatic thoughts. And those automatic thoughts come from our core beliefs about ourselves, about mm-hmm. others, about mm-hmm. God. Um, but that our thoughts and our emotions are in our, they're tied together. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm feeling like maybe this might be a topic for another podcast later. I probably, probably, <laughs> probably Sarah so
0: excited to say I'm feeling this today. Um, she just can't wait to do it. So may, maybe another topic. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that the emotional and the cognitive are just going to sandwich them together Mm. right there. Sandwich. Mm
1: -hmm, It's good. Mm -hmm. So, our social aspect of this. So, we've talked about physical, emotional, sandwich with cognitive. So, let's dive into talk about the two S's Mm -hmm. social and spiritual.
0: Two S's there. Um, so let's start with social. So social, um, connecting with people is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen earlier that it really affects our um, our vagal nerve. And so, um, and then, I mean, even our the introvert and the extrovert which is who we have sitting at this table here you're an introvert and (laughs) i'm an extrovert and i think we both can agree that there are times that like social connection is it just feels good Mm -hmm. would you agree Mm -hmm. as the introvert here yeah um so so you heard it here you heard it first (laughs) like the introvert said it and the extrovert all the extroverts like amen Uh, Um. yeah um, I've seen a meme that said, um, I don't know if you identified this, what the meme that said, um, from the introvert, I've been preparing for this for my whole life for social distancing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: I identify with that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I own that. You I own, own that. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the extroverts are like, ah, yeah. people. Well, I think what's annoying about this time for introverts is that, uh, we don't want to be told we have to introvert. Mm-hmm. Of that, Some and I, I might be right. I might be wrong in that. I don't know, <laughs> but it was like you know, I'm gonna introvert because I want to introvert, not because I have to or like yeah. I have to, but like mm-hmm. I'm being told I have to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense.
0: So a little defiance You're like defiance. I don't want to yeah. be an introvert right now because <laughs> you're telling me I have to be, right? <laughs> yes, a little bit of that. A little yes. bit of that. I have an another extrovert friend who I would say is more on the on the kind of the scale of extrovert that he's way more extroverted and you can just tell in his interactions in, in these groups, text and these group things that he just can't wait <laughs> to see people. He just can't wait. Like he just, yep. he's up on there. Just can't even wait. I'm like, mm, I can go a little bit longer. <laughs> All the extroverts just cringed in that moment. <laughs> um, so I think that a social connectedness it feels very intuitive mm-hmm. that we were wired for connection. Um in the book uh Together, um, it which is a great book, um, which I need to put who the author was on this book. I'm sorry I didn't put in my show notes here. Um It's Dr. Uh, Murthy. He's an MD and in his book together, it's called The Power, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. Um, A wonderful resource out there. Um, He really highlights the three dimensions of loneliness. So when we're Mm. thinking about social connection, I think it would be um, kind of a shame not to talk about Loneliness, Mm -hmm. because it's on the other end. And so the three types of loneliness that researchers have identified, and I'm quoting, um, is this... um, I'm sorry, I just lost my place here. Um so intimate or emotional loneliness is the longing for a closer confidant or intimate partner, someone with whom you share a deep mutual bond or affection or trust. Um so like just just that deep relationship. Mm-hmm. So it can be anyone from like um a spouse to um someone you're dating to like a good friend, like the just kind of that deep bond. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have this Relational or social loneliness is the yearning for quality friendships and social companionship and support. And then there's collective loneliness, and it's the hunger for a network Mm -hmm. of community of people who share a sense of purpose and interests. And so these three dimensions together reflect the full range of high quality social connections that humans need in order to thrive. And the lack of relationships in any of these dimensions can make us lonely, which help Explain why we have a supportive marriage yet still feel lonely for friends and community because everyone's level of need for social connect connection is different It's impossible to say how many friends are required to prevent loneliness. The level varies not only throughout life, but also by personality. And Hmm. that was all quoted by him. But I think that that was a really important kind of note that there's different types of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And so even people that are, you know, that have someone in the house with them, they can still be feeling loneliness in a different area. Like they might be missing that kind of community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have that community box checked or, um, you know, they, they hadn't don't have that. Uh, intimate one of, and it doesn't have like all the single people are out there like, yeah, where, where's my people? <laughs> um But it, it doesn't have to be marriage. It could be more of like someone that, you know, you can connect with on a very deep level. And so I think it's important to when we're in social distancing to say, if we're feeling loneliness, that that's valid mm-hmm. and looking at these boxes and saying, how can I creatively get my needs met? Went through a zoom call through, you know, house party through, you know, listening to, um, a live stream at church or mm-hmm. whatever, like, how can I get these box checked off to help kind of mm. get out of some of this
1: loneliness? Mm. Wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, so you said that the two S's, the last <laughs> one is our spiritual one. And, uh, so this last area, I just wanted to note that, uh, we're going to be explaining from a Christian perspective, so there's people out there with different world views with different spiritual spiritual views. so this one's going to be primarily from a Christian perspective um so i I don't know for you, but I just think spirituality really anchors me to something bigger mm-hmm. yeah, yeah what when you think of spirituality or what what comes to mind for you <laughs>
1: she didn't prep me for this one guys. (laughs) Um, I mean, spirituality, you know, immediately makes me think of God and Jesus and, and that's what my anchor is in. Um, so, you know, we connect with God through scripture and through prayer. And so having that daily, some days, you know, hourly, um, connecting back to God through, through his word or through, through prayer, um, or through talking to somebody about God, like that—that that connecting piece, um, anchoring back in to mm. to where I anchor. Mm.
0: Mm. When you say that, it just feels comforting. Like mm. it just feels hopeful in mm-hmm. that. Um, which were two words that we both used: mm-hmm. hope in that. Um, I and I, I'm with you. I think it's very anchoring. I think that in all of those things of scripture, or listening to someone, or you know, having that accountability of. Hey, I was praying for you today. Like, mm-hmm. those are just powerful moments that also click our other, check our other boxes. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's checking our social box. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, for some people are like, I was singing a, a worship song today. Guess what? You hit the physical box, <laughs> right? We're <laughs> yeah. hitting the—or I was doing some deep breathing in this meditation of this particular psalm. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very integrated part there. And um, Pastor Louie Giglio at Passion City Church did a live stream this past Sunday called It's Okay to Freak Out. Um, which as a therapist I love the title love the whole message um, just validating that we're afraid right now and he really anchored into Psalm 61 um, and I think that one through three and I think that the overarching what I heard from that message was this idea that it's okay to be afraid um, but our, our shifting perspective anchors us back to Jesus mm-hmm. who gives us hope yeah. and and um, And I think that that's a beautiful message that we're seeing from our spiritual outlets um, because that's pushing us back into this realm of hope. And we really research is showing that we need hope to help us regulate our emotions, Mm -hmm. Um, because if we're just settled into this uncertainty, like that's alarming. So I think it gives us this sense of hope and um, just hearing that from Different people, as you were talking about, just meeting with people. And that's not really happening, but doing it online is very helpful. Um, and then another, um, I was reading John Piper's book, Coronavirus in Christ, and I really liked, uh, what he put in there. He said, it matters little what I think about coronavirus or anything else for that matter, but it matters forever what God thinks. And then down on the page, uh, therefore, in the best and worst of time, God's word brings unshakable peace and joy, and marks this. The sweetness of God's word is not lost in the historical moments of bitter providence, not if we have learned the secret of sorrowful yet always rejoicing, which is 2 Corinthians 6.10, knowing that the same sovereignty that can stop the coronavirus yet doesn't is the very sovereignty that sustains the soul in it. Indeed, more, the sustaining, sustained sweetness, sweetness with hope that God's purposes are kind, even in the depth and the dark of uh, for those who trust in him. Mm. So and good. yeah, and I think that um, in those even in those literatures that we're reading in the books, that that's given us a sense of purpose and hope, um, which if we go back to thinking about loneliness, um, a lot of people find kind of get that community uh box checked in their spiritual Mm -hmm. places Mm -hmm. because we are headed towards a central purpose there um so i think when we're thinking about spirituality um what are your what are your daily practices in that um i think a lot of people are coming back into that um people who have not prayed in years have decided this is the time to pray um who haven't read um Scripture in years have decided, hey, I'm going to pick this back up or listen to podcasts. And I think that, that that's really helping us kind of connect that piece um, of that spiritual piece, mm-hmm. at least from a Christian perspective um, in in that area. So, well,
1: Ooh, big, big topic today. Big topic, but so good. Love mm-hmm. um, We looked at and broke down a little bit about what trauma is and what that looks like and kind of this precondition that... Um, you know, we think we're, we're in collectively. Um, and then how we can practically manage that. Um, it's awesome. in those, in those Mm -hmm. areas that we talked about, um, physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually. Oh, and the cognitive same as in there with emotional. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Good stuff. Yeah. And I I mean, I think I'm, I'm walking away with, I probably need to dance some more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe Mm -hmm. sing in the shower some more, take some more deep breaths. Um, call my people up yeah
1: and 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 look for those that good news that good for the good news yeah look for the hope in there yeah connect to our anchor Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i and i want to say that um if you're sitting out there listening to this podcast and you're struggling in any of these areas um, reaching out to someone um some professional help is really helpful Um, if you're struggling and, and we are tipping over into this, like, I can't get, I can't get out Mm -hmm. of the couch no matter what I think, or I'm angry and it's, it's, I can't control it. Um, really just reaching out. There's lots of good therapists out there, psychiatrists, psychologists that, um, are highly trained in helping people manage that well. Um, and mostly, Talk to your people as well. Talk to the people that love you. Mm -hmm. Tell them what's going on. um, And then
1: there's lots of good resources out there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, Haley, you talked about you, you quoted a lot of people, a lot of books, a lot of resources. Where where can where can somebody find all that stuff?
0: Well, first they're going to find that I probably butchered some names. So just be clear, <laughs> okay. I, I think you did a great job. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to anyone that I quoted. Um your names are great. I probably just butchered them. Um so if you want to join our uh, subscription, our email list, you will get we're going to get them out monthly what our show notes and we have some resources. We'd love to get them out to you um these articles and books that I mentioned. Um we'd love for you to check them out. Um, um, they're amazing. Um, these people are doing wonderful, mm-hmm. amazing work yeah. that um, you should check out. And so um, you can join our email list,
1: and um, we'll be sending the shows notes out. Awesome, awesome. Whoa, awesome, awesome stuff. I think we can take a collective deep breath right now. <laughs> <sighs> yep, just like that. The longer exhale. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find you a donut. Mm-hmm. Do some dancing. Mm -hmm. watch a good show like could be avatar the last airbender i highly recommend it
0: you know can can we just pause so i just (laughs) want to note that that is a children's show yes yeah Yeah. so if we're watching any children's shows if we're going to
1: go back in time then i think i'm gonna watch pinky and the brain Mm -hmm. pinky and the brain i can honestly say i don't think i've ever watched that
0: okay. That's okay. You watch Avatar. I'm going to go to Pinky and the Brain and uh, have some coffee and donut and maybe dance in the kitchen somewhere. Um, So keep living unbox. Thanks for joining us.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Beacon Counseling. Go check these guys out at BeaconMHSCounseling.com.